Hey everybody, it's Kadabra from Smoke to Smoke. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give y'all the 411 on two companies with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. You've heard me talk about these guys in previous episodes because I really love what they've got to offer. If you're looking for some high-quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys at 3Chi and Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, and even want to have the option to customize your own bundles, check out Moonwalker. Now, 3Chi, on the other hand, is near and dear to my heart because, as you guys know, I talk a lot about their HHC products, but they've got so much more than that. They've got Delta 8 and Delta 9 edibles, and I'm talking taffy and cereal bars, not just the cookies and gummies. They've also got a nice selection of CBD carts, different blends for different needs like sleep and inflammation. So be sure to check these guys out. I'll link them in the show notes along with my affiliate links. Use this for a little bit off on me. It mean a lot. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I might have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I'm help y'all spot some of the key differences in your weed to see whether or not it's schmacking or lacking. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While I make immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I'm not a doctor. I'm simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now let's light up and dig in. Heyo, do you know what your weed should look like? If you've been smoking for a while, you probably do, but what about newer smokers? Any old weed isn't good weed, and not everything smokes the same, so it's best to know what to look for before you take the toke. A good place to start is by looking at the color and appearance. Although weed can come in a variety of colors, it's important that the buds are rich in color. Uh, Keyword rich. Don't expect all strains to look the same as some strains have vibrant orange hairs while others express deep purples and bright blues. Uh, But remember, it's a plant. It should have a healthy, uh, high-quality vegetation. Like, it should look good. Like, good enough to eat. (laughs) But avoid that shit that's got, like, uh, dark black or brown spots because you do not want to be smoking moldy, old-ass weed or pesticide-ridden weed. That's nasty. You'll also notice bad weed has a shitload of stems and seeds. 
lightly seeded doesn't necessarily mean it's bad weed but if it's got like a lot of seeds and big ass stems like come on man what you finna do with that it's it's not gonna work out at all seeds don't contribute to the high they only make the smoke session a harsher experience for your throat uh, also one more visual indication to analyze on your weed would be how the trichomes look. If you don't have great eyesight, that might be a little hard without a magnifying glass, uh, but or, or without hitting it in like the right light. But just so you know, trichomes are a tiny crystal-like hairs that are responsible for the bud's taste, smell, and effects. The frostier your buds are, so the more trichomes it has, the more medicinal benefit you can derive from it. Next, another pretty heavy indicator of some schmackin' weed is gonna have to be the smell. I hope each and every one of my listeners at home has had an opportunity to get a whiff of some loud-ass, stanky, ranky weed. Good weed is full of terpenes that give the flower its unique smell and taste. The stronger the aroma is, the better your experience is going to be with that particular strain. Some of the best weed is so schmackin' that you can smell it before you even open the container, but depending on where you live or um, just who you're around, what your family's like, that may not be the best stuff to have on you because you might get some dirty looks. Regardless, how you choose to carry your herb because they do make um, airtight containers that you can pick up at a tobacco shop Um, I'm sure they got those pretty much anywhere nowadays but you can pick one of those up Uh, but inside that um, airtight container your weed should have a nice pungent scent like a skunky diesel pine or even a fruity if that's what you're into You'll notice as you become more familiar with the different terps that you'll be able to more easily find what strains you lean more towards based off of its scent. Alright, so um, give the buds a little squish with your fingers. How they feel is another way to tell the quality of the buds. If it's properly dried and cured after harvest, your weed should be slightly dry but still sticky. Nothing too dry or too moist, and it should have a light. It should lightly bounce back when you squeeze it. If it's too dry, it's gonna crumble away like sand when you try to hold it, like you're in the Sahara Desert. If it's too wet and soggy, it might have traces of mold or mildew in it, and that's extra nasty and unsmokable. Just don't fool with it. As a side note, when storing your weed, if you leave the container open, uh, it will dry out. I've had that problem before in the past, but you can store it somewhere humid for a little while and it will regain its moisture in the event that that happens so that it's nice and sticky again. Uh, A final thing to note, uh, while Good Bud comes in many different shapes and sizes, one last good way to tell the quality of your weed is going to be by the bud structure. Indica strains tend to have tighter and denser buds, while sativas are more light, wispy, and fluffy. Hybrid hybrid strains, not hybrid, (laughs) 
but hybrid strains are going to be a mix of the two, leaning more towards one way or another depending on the indica-sativa ratio in that particular strain. If you happen to come across some rock-hard buds, that's a big red flag. That's a sign that the cultivators may have used some plant growth regulators, which can lead to a nasty taste. Um, I've said nasty a lot, but yeah, a lot of this, uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on with bad weed, it's it's gross, and so you don't want to mess with it. But however, if your weed is, is if it's too fluffy, that's a sign that it wasn't grown under the right amount of light, and it wasn't cultivated to its fullest potential. So, aka, not schmacking weed. And I'd say that's all I gotta say um, for the most part for some of the main phys- um, physical and um, visual differences to discern between good and bad weed um before we get into this last bit of our show today i want to kick it off with a quick intermission talking about something i picked up real quick intermission I've had my eye on a few strains that I haven't had the chance to try before, and this week I wanted to talk to y'all about a strain that stuck out to me this time. This week at the dispensary, I got my hands on some Critical Kush. It's a potent indica strain that was created by crossing the insanely popular OG Kush and Critical Mass strains. It's got really pretty green, slightly sticky buds with dazzling orange strands. I like that it's got an inviting, loud, woody aroma that pleases me before I even smoke it. Honestly, before I even open it up, I can smell it. Uh, When each harvest is tested, this THC potency usually comes in around 14 to 22%. So that's a moderately high, but definitely higher than your average strain. It also comes with a moderate amount of CBD in it, uh, providing a nice pain relieving effect for medical patients. I like the nice mellowing euphoric effects I get from smoking it, but with the added boost of the creative clarity. It helps with stress, moderate cases of depression, anxiety, boost appetite, but not to where I have the overwhelming, like overwhelming amount of munchies, and it puts me in a nice, relaxed, focused zen state. A lot of people who try it say that it's a good strain to consume before trying to take a nap as it has a little bit of CBN in there that aids with patients experiencing insomnia and night terrors. I've only tried it in the flower, but if you've tried the cartridge, the concentrate, or any other form, let me know and tell me what it was like for you. Well, I've told y'all the good and the bad of weed. And now, it's time for the ugly truth. Unlike what you might commonly expect, expensive-ass weed doesn't necessarily mean good-ass weed. Ultimately, finding schmackin' weed depends on your personal preference, but be sure to check the harvest date if possible and smell the weed before you buy it if it's unreasonably cheap, because that's kind of suspicious. And just because it's really cheap doesn't necessarily mean it's a good deal in every case. Sometimes it's just shitty weed somebody's trying to get rid of. However, don't get me wrong because you can find some dank smelling fresh flower for a reasonable price. I'd suggest using weed maps to compare the price from dispensary to dispensary uh, just so you get a better feel for it. Typically, 
a higher than normal price is a sign of the care put into its cultivation. It's going to be more of your top shelf craft cannabis. But if it's a really high price accompanied with a high THC test result, please be wary. Some tests aren't as accurate as you might want to believe. Uh, some places are financially incentivized to produce consistently ridiculously high test results. So if it's bud that's like 40% THC and like a really high price, you might want to look the other way uh, because it's either going to be too overwhelming or just fraudulent results in the first place. Outside of the smell, feel, and look of the product, there may be a few other things you want to consider. When making your cannabis purchases, you might want to look more into the Certificate of Analysis or the COA for your hemp flower to investigate the diversity of the cannabinoid and terpene profiles to see if that particular strain's makeup is best suited for the specific medicinal purpose you're trying to derive from it. Same thing with getting the test results from um, the dispensary when you go for your uh, cannabis flower. Some of them have QR codes on the containers themselves, so you can scan them. It tells you, it shows you the lab results, and I'll explain a little bit more about that in a second. But just so you know, a certificate of analysis is a report from an accredited laboratory that details the chemical analysis of the substance, which is in this case going to be hemp, um, because I'm not sure they use the term COA for um, like regular pot, but I, I don't want to get it twisted, so I'm just going to say COA for hemp. Typically, every batch of hemp product is tested individually, and the COA is generated with each run. Uh, nearly all CBD certifi uh, certificate certificates um, are done using a third-party lab. I would definitely recommend steering towards hemp products from t trusted sources uh, if you can help it in states where you can't smoke legally for one reason or another. Uh, I recommend it because it's less stress and a safer, more trustworthy product, uh, but of course that's a matter of your personal preference. On this podcast, I'm always going to recommend prioritizing your safety for the most enjoyable experience, you know? I also recommend putting yourself in a position that like you're not going to get ripped off either. Uh, in a majority of legal states, cannabis products that you purchase from a licensed facility uh, is required to undergo a series of tests by a state uh, accredited lab, but you might want to do research um, more to see what your state specifically does because it does vary from state to state. Some states don't require that. But these tests help ensure that the products are safe to consume and accurately labeled. The test screen for potency and the levels of THC and CBD, residual pesticides, unwanted contaminants, and the presence of mold and mildew. You've got over 700 strains to pick and choose from, and you may prefer different things for different times of the day or um, different um, effects that you're trying to get from it. Lab testing comes in handy for helping you plan out responsible consumption because, you know, we all love getting baked, but there's levels to it 
and it's no fun getting too high especially if you're in a social setting or in a situation where you need to be functional being able to see the potency for a specific batch um, that you're smoking really helps to avoid situations like that uh, especially if you're a newer smoker it helps you ease into cannabis and so that you're not um, automatically greening out and having a bad experience and turning away from it because there's a lot that it has to offer just as long as you smoke responsibly additionally doing your research to find an ethical small craft company that cultivates their weed without the use of synthetic fertilizers for a healthier experience is also advised i'd say steer towards um, women-owned or people of color owned cannabis and CBD companies because for the most part uh, corporate owned cannabis companies are more concerned with the yield and profits than the herb itself now that's not true for every corporate company but just it's like that with corporate in general so just be wary at the end of the day um, no matter your purpose for consuming cannabis, you have the right to consume uh, safely and properly grown weed. It's important to know how to inspect your weed because the better quality your weed is and the purer it is, the more likely you're going to get an enjoyable, potent experience and the healthier it is for you. So it's worth it in the long run to know how to sleuth and uh, get down to the business of what your weed should be looking like is like it's all it's good to just know by like a, a whiff and just looking at it for a little bit and you will be quickly the OG if you can tell schmacking or lacking weed in like in a couple minutes just based off of some of the tips that I've given you today um of course if you've got your own personal preference or maybe there's some things that I've missed uh, feel free to uh, leave a voice message in today's show notes my bad leave a voice message because um, uh, I'll leave a link in the show notes so that you can do that and just reach out you can also reach out on the Instagram page and just let me know what you guys thought of today today's episode let me know um, if it's helpful at all to you and again if you got anything you want to share hit me up y'all have a nice day you yeah you do you have a question you want to ask or do you want to submit an idea for a future show email me at smoke to smoke 420 at gmail.com or send me a voice message on anchor fm please be sure to give the podcast a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh the podcast email will be included in the show notes also did you know that Smoke to Smoke has an Instagram now? Check it out and look out for Anatomy of the Strain and Dabtionary Infographics. Thank you for tuning in this week. See you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream. I hope this episode will serve as a robust guide to sleuthing for the dankest of dank stank in your area. Finally, in the spirit of Mental Health Awareness Month, I had an important message I wanted to share.
cannabis provides relief to a wide variety of medical conditions that we can all benefit from, including having anti-anxiety and antidepressant properties. While we all cope in different ways, it's important to realize that this magical herb can't go back in time and magically heal our brains from previous trauma. I'm not denying that smoking weed won't aid in coping with some of these problems to an extent, but sometimes prescription medication and therapy are necessary to get you through difficult periods in your life in a healthy manner. There's no shame in that either. Even I can attest to the benefits of taking a more holistic approach to my mental health. There can be benefits derived from talking to a mental health professional, taking your meds, and smoking a little bit of herb if it doesn't affect your body's interaction with your medication. Resources like Talkspace and Doctor On Demand uh, exist out there to make therapy more accessible and easier to navigate and ease into for the first time because it just it might be hard for you to take those initial steps but they're there for you while cannabis can be very important part of your daily self-care routine we all must acknowledge that sometimes you need more than just bud to truly put you on the path to improving your mental health be sure to get plenty of sunlight with the warmer weather coming in as the vitamin D also helps with boosting your mindset. Take time to take care of yourself and be true to yourself. You won't be happy unless you are.